0: I'm excited and I'm sad at the same time, although I don't really do sadness, but I'm just really being a smartass. I'm excited because we got the Cosmic Code coming up, the gathering of the Avengers 12 world-class gurus in just a few weeks, and the odds of you hearing this recording prior are... Pretty low, so maybe you're hearing this and you realize that we're talking about something that just passed. You could always inquire about potentially getting the recording. Anyway, let's get to our guest today. I've witnessed his journey, probably the or at least one of the most thorough expansion, evolution, and bringing value to the world at levels that are above and beyond, he will be there at the Cosmic Code. You know him. I'm talking about Yogi
1: Chris. How are you, Yogi Chris? I'm oh, feeling fantastic, Vince. And, you know, as you recap my journey a little bit, just like alluding to it, I remember a lot of those early days, four years ago or so, and it really felt like I was reborn. I was born again. Uh, the life before that, it seems like last lifetime. Like I, it was a boring dream of last lifetime. And then I met you in your big pink mohawk on Hollywood Boulevard, or Vine, actually. It was on Vine. Or, or was it Hollywood? It was one of those, around the corner. And then my journey began into the mind, into self-control, into controlling my destiny, really, with women, with life. And I'm really, really happy to be here. So thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah, we had a little pre-talk, you and I, and you were telling me about your awareness of voice tonality physiology tell us more about that
1: well early training with you it led me to you know you suggested some voice training cds i really worked it hard it, it was a nice thing to do i saw immediate effect on my environment and everybody in it when uh you know just worked my range and worked my articulation and phonetics and all that good stuff and uh, naturally, since I was a yoga teacher and I was kind of an anatomy geek, as they say, just really nerding out on, on that stuff. You know, I came across the mechanics of voice, being that I have a PhD in engineering and so on. Uh, I just really dove into just reducing the voice down to components. And, you know, I train a lot with you. I trained a immense amount with Arash D. And so the idea of, you know, influence and seduction, pick up, and just self-development and communication as a whole, uh, it just seemed natural that I would you know, be interested in perfecting this thing called voice. And uh, it's actually a main uh, central theme of the brand of yoga that I teach. I, it's a brand I invented. It's called Ninth Limb Yoga with the number nine. And uh, that is communication. It's communicating the yoga experience, which is the way I communicate. It's unlike other yogis. So... I think people might have an impression when they hear yoga. Uh, So, you know, if your listeners are open, my listeners are open, um, you know, I'd be happy to give a demonstration or anything like that. Ooh, that would be phenomenal, phenomenal. I I suspect something uh,
0: that you had a plus originally. We all have our pluses. We bring things to the plate. A common mistake is those guys all women who come to better themselves in any area of life, uh, but acting as if they're empty, uh, empty-handed. Yet I feel that, uh, like me, who priorly was a musician, you treated it like a practice, being the yeah. fact that you practice yoga. And that's very important because too many, whether it's advancement in business, spirituality, or you name it, Tentra, as we will offer at the convention, seduction, communication, all aspects of bettering your condition as a human on this planet, too many miss out on the practice aspect of it because they still operate from a schooling system that emphasizes comprehension, but comprehension will not lead to application. So your take on the idea of, okay, you want to, explore the full spectrum of what you can do with your voice, with your body. You wanna strengthen yourself in all those different directions uh, to b- ensure to bring in the element of practice, to apply, to play with, to put it into practice, to do the exercises that I've suggested. I'm curious to hear your take on that because I've witnessed your growth when, when other uh, struggle you uh, thrive. And I'm suspecting right now we're talking that it might be because You treated it more like a practice versus a thing to assimilate via just comprehension.
1: Absolutely. Uh, What a wonderful question. And, you know, shout out to my own father, my biologic father. He really drilled into me uh, via athletics and some other things, you know, the value of practice. And it just came, you could almost say it came natural to me at the age of 25. I'm sure as a child it was probably not natural and I had to learn how to practice. I had to practice practicing. And I still practice practicing. And uh, so, yeah, you know, more and more, especially in the beginning, I was really heady with it. I'm still really heady with it. I watch lots of lectures and take notes, but I just discovered that you need another person there to, in all forms of self-development, that feedback from another person. And naturally, if you like the person, if you want them to be around you, you want them to want to be around you. And you're delivering, or, you know, speaking for myself, my delivery, my you know, my presence, my, the pleasantness, uh, socially, you know, I could be like all blissed out yoga meditation, like calm, serene. And that's, that's great. Um, but it's not really a positive impact. It's like a nullifying impact impact. It like takes away people's stress, but I want to create with people and that's going to take some communication. So when I grew my affinity for creating positive interactions, I, you know, for myself, I saw a, a source cause of that creation was my communication and delivery, you know, include, includes body language and whatever, all, all of the modes of communication. And um, and so naturally, I just – you practice. And I view more and more 24-7 of my day in life as – it's part of a, a bigger thing, a bigger purpose. I think having that longer-term Visual and that longer-term perspective of where you want to go, even if it changes, which it's gonna for sure, but that's okay. Uh, it allows it allowed me, and I think it's a lesson I learned from you at some point. You know, I start to digest all these lessons. I forget where I learn things sometimes, but um, I mean, other times there are discrete techniques. Like as you're talking about techniques, like I remember some of the improv exercises you showed me. I still practice. I teach my girlfriend. I love to teach people them because it. It just makes you a better communicator to be able to let go of threads, you know, uh, create new threads, and you know, really move with the fluidity of communication with people. It never goes how I think it's going to go, so I, I want to just be adaptable. Um, so practice, 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 yeah. I, I think it's um, giving people uh, the steps. Uh, what I've learned as a teacher especially is uh, they're – an appropriate step for the person where they are in their development and what they're comfortable doing. Not that it's all about being within the comfort zone, but a, a practice will naturally take someone out of their comfort zone. But they got to adopt the practice. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really – I love how you and your experience have so many different um, – so many little micro-progressions for where a person is at. And that really helps me. And, uh, so, I'm, and you're at such a high level, Vince, just not to totally redirect it back to you, but I'm excited about coming back because, um, even in this talk, I mean, maybe people don't hear it, but I hear things in how you respond, how you respond to how I communicate. I see a, a bit of myself in that. Like I'm reflected in that. And I, I take it as a con- constructively, um, if that makes sense, like, uh, just being in your presence, I feel, as a student, I feel like I learn. And, so, and of course, in person is invaluable. So uh, I encourage everybody to come in person to Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, and the moment two or more gather with a similar intention, betterment, then there's that synchronistic effect. You know, I did a podcast with Hypnotic other Day, one with Catherine Oman, now with you. And there's elements gathered with them that I can feel now. So we really emphasize that idea of coming together. And the goal is for it to be such a ripple effect that even if you're just listening to this right now at home and you didn't know about the cosmic convention and you're not part of it in person let that really kind of resonate within you and and reach all of the right places to begin to to attune to that space that we nurture in which we're going to expand our awareness of consciousness uh, or what we can do with our bodies and so on i want to do two more things chris Uh, please let us know more, Uh, explain to me the ninth limb principle you were starting with that and then since as you'll be there you do so those incredible journeys and processes uh, or multidimensional where it involves the body and and your guidance and so on why don't we do one live actually that's cool with you?
1: Wow Um, definitely you know the ninth limb is communication. So there, it's an old system of uh, yoga, you know, meaning, you know, yoga is a multi thousand year kind of history in India and you know, those adjacent countries. And so it's already been codified for a long time, but there's you know, one, two, three, four, five eight limbs, which are different aspects of yoga practice. So I come along and I had a teacher once ask me about the ninth limb as as like a riddle, basically. And at that same time I was getting heavily into a Rashdi bazaar. And very soon after that, I got on the phone. I was on a Vince Kelvin podcast like this one. Uh, I don't know how I got led to it, and it was incredible. I took uh, action right then. It was God. Uh, It 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 was something. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Synchronistic, you know? And uh, I believe it was either, for some reason, the number either the first or the third podcast I tuned into. I think it was one of those – And right afterwards, you had made an offer, and I I took the action, and I was on the phone with you before I knew it, and so I remember that was a really turning point. It it left a deep, that was very memorable for me, and uh, so it, my awareness of this ninth limb quickly developed into, yes, it's communication of the eight limbs, like there was nothing in the eight limbs of yoga that had anything to do with really, you know, positive interactions with other people, it talked about like expansion and contraction of energy, and you know, ethical, you know, don't lie, don't steal kind of things. But you know, it was nothing about, like, the principles of communication. There are laws to this thing. Like, exchange of ideas is not like some random just throwing energy around. Like, communication can be precise or it can be chaotic. It creates or it destroys uh, your reality, you know. And uh, that might seem really far out there, but, you know, anybody that comes to a convention like we're talking about or – comes to do a really boot camp, a boot camp with you and, and they level up in their communication when they feel that effect. They go back to their reality. It creates different effects on people when you deliver your voice differently in your body. It's immediate. People, re- they don't know how to respond or they do know how to respond and you'll see the difference in their response. And so this is the ninth limb of yoga and how I use the yoga that everybody knows of, you know, meditation, breathing, postures, mantras, prayer, all the things of yoga and charity and could the communication element of that, that's the ninth one. That's me. And, uh, yeah, as far as the process, you know, um, there was a process I'll share with everybody that was really, uh, it's, it's simple. It's just some breathing and it's something you say to yourself and this helps release the pressure of an emotion, uh, as it's, creeping up on us you know motion a lot of times it's just a reaction we don't always have control but our response we have control to it so this gives you back control of your response attacking the system so just wherever you are you don't even have to change how you're sitting just you're there right now and just start to focus on your breathing i'll kind of do it along with you so if i start to sound kind of trancy that's just you know i'm calming down too so just focus on your breathing. If you want to do in the nose, out the mouth, or in the nose, out the nose, in the mouth, out the mouth, however you like it, immediately as you begin to notice your breathing, you'll notice that your breath will change. Just keep focusing on your breath, complete your exhale, and complete your inhale. And just to add a little more to it, just try to focus to expand your belly. Give yourself a little beer belly or a pot belly when you inhale. And then expand your chest after you expand your belly. And then let it all go. Just kind of relax and do a few more times. Belly, chest, inhale. And for this last breath, put a little smile on your face and relax your tongue. Now think about if you woke up this morning and you found out you won a million dollars. Keep breathing and think about if you woke up this morning and found out you won a million dollars. And notice how the look on your face would be different if you just woke up today and it was just a regular day. And somehow your face would be different if you woke up and you won a million dollars. But it's totally possible that you carry the face of a millionaire now. And you can access this imagination anytime and the face of a millionaire, the face of a millionaire, the face of a millionaire is a mantra that you can use to help you quickly access the visual and release facial tension and kind of un- unfreeze your emotion. Get out of it a little bit so that you can let it flow. We don't emotions come and they'll go faster if you can let go of your let go your tension. Let go take detach your attention. There it is. So the face of a millionaire. That's the mantra, a little magic spell I'd love to give everyone. And, you know, a little bit about belly breathing. And i uh, love to teach you more at the Cosmic Code. If you're interested to find out more from me as a, a teacher in my private program, uh, go to NinthLimb.com, and you'll see my silent flute program. It's called the silent flute. But NinthLimb.com is the number nine, T-H-L-I-M-B. And how was that, Vince? Was that good?
0: That was spectacular. I feel profound shifts. And the link that Chris just shared with you guys, you'll find it in the description of this podcast. So go visit what Chris has to offer. You'll also find a link and one thing that's very unique about the formula that we follow during the Cosmic Code Convention. You know, I've been putting those conventions for now over 12 years. And we kept the best of the best of the best of the best that most works. So it's limited to 30 participants, which we are very close to. So most likely, uh, the only option will be via recording, which is still spectacular. It's four days, 12 gurus, and a journey like no other. We relocate. We touch on all aspects of your life. And the premise will be the Cosmic Code will be In this day and age, we're very used to using passwords, apps, and so on in the digital world. But we don't know that we can find our own passwords or our own codes and and program ourselves and so on. So we'll explore that like never before. Chris, I want to make sure that everybody that was listening benefits even more And for me, I already was at a place where I meditated this morning. I did a session with Frank White. So what I heard from you took me to a surreal place. But I also know that it's easy to search too far, to presuppose that it's not there. So I've witnessed some of the best meditation processes ever. I remember uh, I was with Thich Nhat Hanh in San Diego, the famous Buddhist monk. But I've noticed that in the audience, there were still those people who'd be like, but how do you meditate? How do you, ah? So what are your recommendations to really embrace, infuse, ease, to enhance the receptivity and the impact?
1: Well, as a, a thing for um, the listener, for sure, breathing, learning to breathe. Like breathing, it sounds so simple like you should already know how to breathe right you're an animal like no one had to teach you how to breathe but I mean you also know how to draw but you you could get a drawing teacher you definitely get better you also know how to run but you could get a running coach and it would you know prevent injuries and you'd get a lot faster you know whatever you think you already know how to do or you do know how to do it could be improved on and I've made it my life to improve on the quality of breathing because as you know like I'm into communication me talking right now is an exhale. And if my voice was tense or if if my breathing was tense, if my rib cage or the, you know, physical, the anatomy of breathing was tense, if my voice would tremble, you'd hear my tension in my voice. And so learning to breathe. And then of course I would say, get a coach. Like, even if it's not me, like the number one thing you can do to get better at whatever is get a coach. So meditation, you know, get a teacher. Frank White is incredible. Uh, His meditation program and I do teach some, and, uh, you know, so whoever you resonate with, I would say just get a coach, get a teacher.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Yogi Chris. More to come. Thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you at the Cosmic Code. Absolutely. Namaste, then. Namaste.